headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the Pods Moving and Storage Studio. This is the Ramsey Show, where we help you win in your life, specifically your money, your work, and your relationships. I'm Ken Coleman, joined by Jade Warshaw this hour. The phone number for you to jump in is 888-825-5225. We'll start it off this hour in Champaign, Illinois. Faith is there. Faith, how can we help? Hi. So um, I have a question. So I'm 18 years old, and I just graduated high school. I was valedictorian. Oh, wait, um, wait a second, Faith. Don't just skip by that. I know, right? We'll slow clap for Faith, the valedictorian, ladies and gentlemen. Very nice. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. So my parents, I've known you guys for 10 years. My parents have blessed me and teach me everything about Dave Ramsey. And so I'm not touching that at all. I'm not even getting close to it. I know the whole situation. So I dedicated myself to getting scholarships, and I got plenty enough to get a full ride. Wow. So I don't have to, I don't have to worry about college. And so um, you're like a unicorn. Now, yeah, really. <laughs> so um, now I'm working just because, you know, I love working. I enjoy it. And I'm trying to make as much money as I can to have a good future. Mm-hmm. And so I was wondering, what do I do? Should I start investing or what should I start doing? I have a thousand savings savings and almost a thousand in um, my checking account. And then I have extra money on the side, mm-hmm. like some other stuff. But I was wondering, you know, what you guys' recommendations for me because I'm technically baby step three, but yeah, I was just curious on what I should do. Well, first oh. off, you're a freaking rock star, girl. You're killing it. I mean, valedictorian. She's working. Got scholarships. Got an emergency I mean, fund. Emergency fund. Got a little more cash. We don't mm-hmm. know how much cash she's got stashed okay. in the backyard. I mean, my I want to meet. I want to meet your parents. Number one, because they did yeah. some things right. You know, what I'm saying they raised you right. Well, very, very yeah. good. Um, very, very good. Mm-hmm. Um, how much are you making uh, right now working? So I'm a waitress, so mm-hmm. it's not guaranteed, but I make about um, 60 to 100 a night, depends. Like tonight I'm going to work and I'll probably make almost 100. And then very whatever good. I get per hour, I get 725 per hour. So okay. Very cool. Probably a night for just that. But yeah, so about 100 I'll probably make tonight and then... Yeah, I mean, so you could definitely on, so. start looking into investing. Mm-hmm. I think that that would be great. Um, in your case, probably just like a Roth IRA because you ne- you need earned income to put mm-hmm. into that. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I totally would start. I mean, you're baby step wise. And even, you know, we've got a set of baby steps that we have for young folks, basically, that they follow. And you followed all of that you know, having $500 saved and, you know, paying for college uh, debt-free, paying cash for a car. You've done all of that. Um, And so, yeah, you Mm -hmm. are at the point that you could start, you know, as long as you've got that earned income, you could start investing. And if I were you, I'd probably go ahead and start because look, at 18 years old, the amount, Ken, we've got to talk about this. Mm -hmm. At 18 years old, Mm -hmm. that compound interest is going to be kicking. You know what I'm saying? We've Mm -hmm. got, and you know, so many people, I I just have to talk faith. So many people, they don't get to start until later in life and I'm not mad at them. They're not doomed in any way. They're still going to be all right. But Mm -hmm. you starting at age 18 is amazing because what you're going to be able to accomplish, um, most people are not even going to ever be able to catch up to what you're going to be able to accomplish because of the time that that interest is going to continue to compound. You're going to be, I mean, how much do you think you could put away? I mean, would you be able to max out you know, 6,500 in a year. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah, because last year I had about 10000 and mm-hmm. then I helped my parents with something. So I gave them some money because we were looking to pay for our cars because we, we flip cars. My parents do that. And we also have a business, so I helped them with that. Um, we have a photo booth business, so I know I love the entrepreneurship and building I got, businesses. I have, I have like, some I questions about that, but I won't. I won't belabor it. Well, I, so you giving your parents the money was that a car well, for I, you? Um, yes. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. So it's just help paying for a car because when I was sixteen, you got to get one. And so okay. now we're selling it, and I'm going to buy because they kind of help me pay for it. Like I paid half, they paid half. Okay, so okay. you're not you're not giving them money for their side business. No, 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 no. no. Oh, got okay. it, got it. Okay. All right, our red flags no. went up for a second. We we're going to go ahead and pull those back no. down. Okay. So, um, yeah. Well, so what I try to do is when they have their business, that's me. Like I don't want any money from them because that's right. they feed me, they house me. That's mm-hmm. me helping them. So, so what this is going to um, look so, yeah. like is you. I would bring my parents in on this because it's just a great thing. I would check out one of our smart investor pros and I would sit mm-hmm. with one of these ladies or, or gentlemen and they're going to have the heart of the teacher. They're going to answer your questions. They're going to let you know what your limits are, what you need to make, what you can contribute. And they're going to help you. They're going to help suggest ideas of how to invest this money. Of course, um, with Ramsey Solutions, we suggest four different types of funds and they're going to go through all of that growth, growth and income, mm-hmm. aggressive growth, international, and they're going to help you say, this is where we, this is what we think, but they're not going to force you to do it. They're just going to walk you through that. And of course, at the end of the day, you don't invest in anything that you don't understand yeah. and you can take your time yeah. and you've got your parents there. And this is just, I think this is a really cool opportunity for you to learn. It's a really good opportunity for you to just mm-hmm. start exercising that muscle of investing and again, SmartVestor Pros, come on, Ken, I can't talk about that enough. These folks know what they're talking about. They really do. They're vetted. They yeah. follow Ramsey yeah. principles. And, you and know. a great experience for you, Faith, to sit with them and let them teach you to where you understand it, get your mom and dad's input. But yeah, you could put as much as 500 bucks a month in uh, at the rate you're working. You're such a rock star. You got some money saved as well. So you can max out that 6,500, I think, pretty easily. Mm -hmm. And I just think that's wise. If you were my kid and you were in that situation, I would absolutely say, do it. Mm -hmm. Really proud of you. You are an overachiever. My goodness. I'm just thinking back to when I was Faith's age and I feel like a loser. I mean, I, I've got oh, some... Definitely, me too. Uh, you know what I mean? I'm like, man, I thought I had it together. Like, oh, no, man. I was like, dude, where's my car? I was not <laughs> on it. <laughs> dude, where's my car? Oh, my gosh. All right, not so let's it. talk about... So here's a young person mm-hmm. who has has figured it out. I think she said she'd been listening to the program for 10 years. Yeah. And good on mom and dad, and she's figured it out. She's busted it. You were talking about on paper, she is set up beautifully valedictorian, full ride, all of these things. But these young people are still getting uh, an enormous amount of bad information, dubious advice from Instagram, TikTok, commercials as to what they should be doing early on with their finances. And Mm -hmm. and you can get in a trap at 18 with just credit cards or feeling like, oh, it makes sense to take out student loans. And all of a sudden, before you even understand what you've done, Mm -hmm. you've built a financial trap. Yeah. I mean, I think their intent is right. I think that young people are seeing, okay, 
debt has affected my parents. I've seen the way debt can affect things. And I think that they want to get ahead. I think they're interested in building wealth, but they're looking to social media, TikTok, and sometimes they're getting the wrong information. It's a good intent, but a wrong strategy. So I'm glad that she's got connected with Ramsey and we're going to teach you the best way, uh, the safest way and the most strategic way to build wealth fast. That is a fact. Don't go anywhere. A few messages, and then Jade and I will be back here on The Ramsey Show. In Dubai. Hey guys, it's Rachel Cruz here to tell you about a faith-based alternative to health insurance that can make healthcare more affordable, Christian Healthcare Ministries. CHM allows members to share each other's healthcare costs, and it's as easy as one, two, three. Step one, choose the healthcare provider you want. Step two, submit your eligible bills. And step three, get reimbursed. CHM members take care of your eligible medical bills. With no network and the freedom to choose your healthcare provider, CHM is the best option for Christians who want to take care of their families and help other believers. Find out more at chministries.org budget. That's chministries.org budget. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman, joined by my colleague, Jade Warshaw. Excited to have you with us. The phone number to jump in is 888-825-5225. Time for our question of the day. Today's question of the day is brought to you by Neighborly, your hub for home services. Now that the weather is warming up, it's time to enjoy your outdoor space. Neighborly's Mosquito Joe service can help make your outdoor area pest-free. i got to call them today. Okay. I saw a mosquito last night on my patio that was big enough to carry a toddler away. Mm. So I, I need to get this service. <laughs> uh, we live in the southeast here where like they look like birds. Oh, yeah. They eat sub sandwiches. Yeah, it's not fun. Uh, so if you want to be outside and enjoy uh, your outdoor experience without getting bit by a mosquito, Mosquito Joe services for you, this is just one of the services at Neighborly.com where you can reach your local Mosquito Joe today. All right. Today's question comes from Brandon in New Mexico. He says, I work at a job that provides well for my family, but I'm not passionate about it and I feel exhausted. How do I balance pursuing what I'm passionate about with the responsibility of providing for my family? I feel that if I leave my current job, other people will see it as irresponsible and they wouldn't understand why I'm willing to take a pay cut for a little while just to get closer to the career I love. And that lines up with what I want for my future and my family. Wow. Interesting. Love this question, Brandon. And you've got a false choice. And this happens a lot. The choice that's lined up in this question is, do I pursue what I'm passionate about, which might take a short-term pay cut uh, as, as a reality of a step to move forward towards the life that I want that includes what's good for my family, work that I really find meaning in, or do I stay in a job that pays really well? And this is a false choice. Mm. And the reason it's a false choice in the way he's worded this way and Brandon, why you're positioning this way is because you are more worried about what other people will say than what you believe. In other words, you believe it's right to take this other job. You've already got it in mind. It's as clear as it can be to me, or it's another direction that's been very, that's been made clear to you. And so it's a false choice because you are worried about what friends and family will say because you're walking away from something that's prestigious and what looks like a step backwards to them is a step forwards for you. And it's not their job to understand it. It's not your job to make them understand it. You could certainly explain it, 
but it's your life. It's your future, your family's future. So uh, in this situation, I'm I'm okay as long as we can budget for it yeah. and we can plan for it. We don't want to make this move and put ourselves in bad financial straits. There you go. But if we can sacrifice, plan, mm-hmm. uh, make some life changes to absorb what would be a small pay cut or a significant pay cut I'm okay with if we can absorb it Mm -hmm. and we're not miserable and resenting the decision six weeks in. (laughs) So this is the idea here. Um, We we can't just do the heart. The heart tells us, and now the brain helps us figure out the plan. That's so good. And let's do some common sense with this, but I'm okay with this. And I think, again, it's a false choice. You must choose to, to take the path that is purposeful. And it purpose isn't just I was created to do this kind of work. It's yeah. this is the lifestyle that I believe I'm supposed to live for my family. We are not just occupational That's people. Right. We are relational people. And we spend I mean, we spend so much time working oh. and at our jobs. If yeah. you're not doing something that gives you energy, that That's you right. enjoy doing, that feels purposeful, man, that's just that's no way to live. It's like and in your family union your family unit like if mama and papa ain't happy no one's ain't nobody happy, happy Isn't that right the truth Man, that should be a bumper sticker that's good that let's is. go to dustin in orlando florida dustin how can we help hey what's up kid how you doing guys we're having a blast what's going on with you how can we help yeah so my uh major question is is it immoral or uh, slightly wrong uh to go back to school um using my gi bill um, and then throw the money that I get for my housing allowance for that uh, to throw that at my baby step two. Is it unethical? What do you think? Well, well, I don't, I don't know. Is um, it the GI kinda, bill or the housing allowance part? It's the housing. Uh, allowance. It's, it's the housing allowance uh, from the GI bill. Um, so a little bit of back info. Um, make around. Uh, Seventy to eighty thousand um, a year. Um, give or take, how you look at it. I make uh, I'm ninety percent disabled, um, so I get um, my money from my VA disability, um, which covers my mortgage and my um, everything, housing allowances and stuff uh, currently. But um, I'm looking at going back to school, uh, looking at getting um, a biz- uh, business management degree. Um, because I do, I do love the job I'm currently in. Um, after uh, getting out of the military, I was reading your book, um, and it was like really, you know, gave me like, okay, like yes, this is going into this job field that I'm currently in. Um, what I really wanted to do. Okay, um, uh, Dustin, let me I jump love- in. Let me jump in really quick because yeah. I want to make sure I'm understanding this right. I got a little confused. So yeah. you're in a current job right now, correct? Yes. What are you doing and what are you making? Um, I am actually a roller coaster mechanic. Okay. Um, um, make about uh, seventy five thousand okay. a year. All right, so seventy five thousand is a roller coaster mechanic, and then what is your disability payments that you got for your service in the military? So my disability payment is um, right around uh, twenty one uh, two thousand six hundred and sixty six a month. That's part of that. I counted that into that. Uh, oh, it's a part 35. of the seventy five. Yeah, so I kind of counted that as. Oh, okay. So why wouldn't you use why wouldn't you use your disability income to pay off your debt and use the housing allowance for your house? 
I mean, yeah, it's just kind of I mean, like moving the funds from one. one yeah, and I'm questioning why are we going back to school? Do you want? Because you just told me that my book helped you pick out this mechanic job. Do you really want to go into business? The, the, well, um, just like with, um, it would still be uh, basically just to move up and to progress in the company, um, going from being the you know the low level mechanic, uh, moving up into you know supervisor. Um, okay, here, two things. Number one, you don't need a, uh, what was the degree you were looking at? Uh, business management. You don't need a business management degree to move up in management if you're mo- right. if you're in mechanics. That's number one. Now, I'm not telling you not to do it. I'm trying to figure out the math on this deal. So if you go get this business management degree, are you doing it part-time? Uh, yes, I would be um, trying to pull as much time as I could. Um, with working, I work nights, uh, 40 hours a week. Um, but I work four tens, so I'm off three days a week. Okay, that, so now we're starting those three days. Okay, so you could pull this off without being fried, is what I'm hearing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, because uh, I heard disability. I'm just trying to make sure all this is feasible here, because this is all about. Hey, should I go to school so that when I go in back into school, you're going to get a housing allowance from 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 the government? Correct. Correct. And what's that additional housing allowance going to be? Uh, rounding up, um, 2000 a month. And it, go ahead. No, no, that's right. I was going to say, so my screen says, is it unethical to use my GI bill to go to school? I want you to explain to me why that's, why you feel that's unethical. I'll be honest. It's not my forte of study, but why do you feel like it might be unethical? What's the part that's hanging you up? And I can, we'll try to help you with that part. Um, I guess, guess for me, it's partially like, um, is it because you can I, pay uh, yourself? I mean, pay, I mean uh, so I mean, my my work um, also does a tuition assistance um, program. But knowing that I could take this GI bill and essentially get this degree for free, and mm-hmm. also it would it would help me um, essentially by the end of the having the degree would get me out of baby step two and baby, baby but, step yeah, three. It's not unethical it's for not you unethical. to use the housing allowance to then pay. What he's saying is I'm getting housing allowance, which I don't need. Can I use it to pay off debt? And I think the answer is yes. Yeah, I would say use the use the housing allowance to pay for your housing and then that frees up money in your budget. If that makes you feel better to do it that way, do it that way. Yeah, I mean, you don't need the degree, but if you want the degree, you're getting it free. Thanks for, thanks yeah. for your service. You've earned it. You've earned it. Uh, so there's nothing unethical about doing this at all. Uh, I think that's his big hang-up. Well, I don't need the housing allowance, but I get it anyway. But hey, uh, I put it towards paying off you know, what yeah. he currently has. I would Heck use yeah. it. It's an allowance. Whenever I got an allowance, I did whatever I wanted with it. That's the way I look at it. There's some wisdom. This is The Ramsey Show. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show, where we talk with you about your life, specifically your money, your work and your relationships, all three of those areas are interconnected. And if you're not winning in one of them, it it tends to affect the others. And we want to help you. I'm Ken Coleman, joined by Jade Warshaw. The phone number for you to jump in on the conversation is toll-free, 888-825-5225, Let's go to Lori, who joins us now in Sacramento, California. Lori, how can we help? Hi, thanks for taking my call. Um, I'm 61 years old, thinking about uh, setting myself up for my retirement. And um, I have about $1,000 at the end of every month. 
and I'm wondering, am I better off putting it towards my mortgage or putting it into investment? Hmm. So you have, are you totally debt-free? Totally debt-free. Awesome. So, and are you currently investing 15%? Uh, no. Right now, I'm only investing the match at my 401k. Okay. So, te- following our steps, what I would tell you to do is invest up to 15% of your income. That's baby step four, right, into your retirement. And okay. then anything above and beyond that, we would put on the mortgage to pay off the mortgage. How much do you have left on your mortgage? About 230000 Okay. Are you still working? Oh, yeah. Okay, perfect. Love that. Yeah. How long do you plan on working? Until my mortgage is paid off. Okay. <laughs> nice. So what is 15% based on our baby steps? What's 15% of your take home? I take home, uh, I make about 100000 a year. Okay, so what's your, let's see, what's that 50, 15% number of your take-home, roughly? Oh, that would probably be about $1,500, maybe? Yeah, I was thinking it was a little bit more than that 1000 at the end of the month. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, at this stage, Jade, are we putting all 1000 in there? I think we are. Yeah, you want to get to the 15%. I mean... And if and if I'm if I'm putting, rather than putting the, the extra into my... 401k mm-hmm. that's kind of what i was thinking should i put it into a roth instead after tax and and uh or does that matter at my age so yeah the way we do the way we teach it is um match beats roth beach traditional so if you have a match on a traditional 401k you could invest up to the match and then you could move over and invest in a roth ira and max that out and if you still had money to go you could come back to your 401k and continue to do that as as far as you can make it until the match or until the okay till the limit i should say does that make sense right right yeah that does i i did want to question i did want to ask a question though because we do find this sometimes um are you finding it difficult to have 15 percent left over to invest no okay i just (laughs) wanted to check no for a really long time i've been living uh, beneath my means and I've Good. always saved at least 10% mm-hmm. uh, off the top and then right now I'm putting 25% away in but it's my ish account so I What's only that? have like 12,000 that's that's my um, my fake emergency fund so, okay but did you no, call it an ish? she <laughs> called it an ish account which I love I'm going to put my, that in my pocket for later it, it is my ish account so you know I give sh- putting 25% away for the last you know five or ten years but why so how much is why, in the ish why? account only about twelve thousand right now hold it hold it hold it okay I, i'm gonna dig deeper so you've been putting away 25 percent of your income for for that long and you've only got twelve thousand five hundred that's not yeah. that's not an that's emergency dumb. fund that really is an ish account no, it really is an ish account so it that's really you that's just your slush fund like whenever it's i feel like doing account. something i go i go to that account right Right. Mm, I don't know. I think, okay, yeah, I that's cost you a lot of money. <laughs> it, it, well, I mean, I didn't do too stupid of stuff with it. I didn't like buy a car or I, sure. I, I did a, a house remodel Okay, out of that account. Okay. And so well, this is that, easy. Then. That shoot up a huge. So yeah. this is easy. You're going to be able to put the full 15% yeah. in because you're just putting oh. less money into ish. Okay. Yeah. You know, I well, love you know, that, I'm not mad way. at her for paying cash for, no. you know, that's what you do. You pay cash for renovation. She's been disciplined. Uh-huh. Although I just, yeah. I want to make sure it's, I feel like it's been a, a little too much. 
because she could have been investing that money. Yes, yes. But in the right. grand scheme of things, there's, a, there's enough discipline for you to now fully fund baby step yes. four and never stop. What do you have in investing? What do you have in retirement so far? About uh, 325000 Okay. Right. Yeah, let's let's keep rolling with it. What's the house worth? The house is worth about uh, maybe five fifty. There we go. Okay. Yeah. There you, we go. When we when we get to the end of this, you're gonna have a million dollars. That's exciting. But yeah, let's let's swap it instead of doing ten percent into retirement and twenty five percent into ish. Let's mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> let's get those balances right. And like Ken said, you've got you've got good habits. It's just making sure they're like going down the right lane. And so now we're focusing on investing and you've got three to six months of expenses saved for emergencies, correct? Correct. Okay. And then like, let's, you know, if you've got sinking funds or an ish fund for whatever you know of that's coming up, but here's the thing, if there's nothing coming up, that money that's sitting there in ish can be good, put to good use. Well, I, this is where I'm going to go. I, I'm sitting here listening to this, Lori, and um, it's not going to take much for you to put the full. So let's take fifteen hundred bucks. Okay, you've already got a thousand in surplus. We play around with those numbers you've been pouring into ish, and then deciding to take back out of ish, and we've easily got the fifteen hundred a month to get us to baby step four. Now we're rolling. Now here's the deal: you could juice that a little bit for a while, right? And not put the money in the ish account, right? You could do yeah, a little bit it. more, but you could pay off that house. I'd like to see the pay off the house because I'm asking you, if you weren't if you weren't putting this money into the ish account and you were putting it on the house, how many years ballpark do you think it would take to pay off the two thirty on your house? I think eight years. Woohoo! Love that. I mean, that's get that's got you at uh, below the age of seventy, and you are a millionaire. Plus, yeah. plus. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And, and, and just anybody who's listening, if I wasn't so ish, I would have been done. That's, <laughs> and that right there, that's the mic drop moment. That's what we needed to yeah. hear is, that's it. you know, you got you, you, you're going to mess around and find out if you don't get on it and, and do these things, do the right thing with your money early yeah. on. Yeah. But the good thing is, sounds like she's avoided Lori, debt. You, the good news is, Lori, you've got this. You just got to decide what you want more. Mm-hmm. Now, I think this is a priority issue, and I think it's just you sitting down and going, where do I want to be 10 years from now, and what decisions allow me to get there quickly? Look, I'll take an ish account over debt any yeah, day. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I just love that that's what she called it. I that know, was I so love fantastic. It. Love that. I absolutely love that. All right, let's go to Hannah in Salt Lake City. Hannah, how can we help? Hi, I am curious on how to start a hard conversation with my parents about what to do with some money that they're going to come into. I kind of have an idea of what they want to do and I just don't think it's the best thing for them. Mm. <laughs> um, so how, how do you have conversations with parents about, about money? Girl, look, when you figure it out, you come and let me know because I, <laughs> right. look, right. I, it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. And I don't know. I'll be honest with you. I don't know that it's always our place to do that. And if it, if we do yeah. see, you know what I'm saying? Like if we do see, okay, my parents are not making good decisions and you want to step in, I, I admire that and I applaud that, but they're grown folks and it's very, very hard mm-hmm. for parents 
to take advice from kids. Yeah. Dave calls it powdered powdered butt syndrome. And yeah. it's it's basically like they raised you and then you're coming in saying, yeah. hey, I think you should be doing this with your money. Yeah. Like, what are you worried about? It's true. The misbehaving? So they, they're, well, they're 52 and they've been broke their entire life. Ooh. This is the first time they're going to have any positive money. Yeah. And it's going to be roughly about $400,000. So, Hannah, here's the deal. Jade is right. We're running into a commercial. Here's the thing. I think that you can be clear with them about the opportunities. Instead of tell them what not to do, why don't you go and go, hey, I'm so excited about this windfall of money. Here's what you can do. Can I help? Can I coach? Can I hold you accountable? Suggestions, not corrections. Clear and kind is the best shot you got. This is The Ramsey Show. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. I'm joined by my colleague, Jade Warshaw. We're here for you, America, 888-825-5225. So the job market and the economy are in a weird place right now. We hear all these different things. Jobs are being added, but unemployment spiked. Uh, Interest rates... Still going to be jumping up a little bit, we're told. Mm-hmm. And yet, you know, uh, inflation is kind of dipping a little bit. So mm-hmm. you get all these mixed messages. It's a weird economy, and, and it's uncertain. And so that uncertainty causes people to just freak out. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people looking for jobs, opportunities in new cities or states, want to get that job maybe before uh, the economy goes into recession, all of these things. People are speculating. And that's going to involve thinking about moving and starting a new life in a new place, which can be exciting and intimidating. But you can take a lot of the uncertainty out of that part of the equation when you partner with a local expert in your new area, someone who'll show you the best neighborhood schools and places to eat. But seriously, you need someone who's invested in helping you start your new life on the right foot in a place you love and can afford. We're talking about a real estate agent, but not just any agent. An agent who'll do more than find you a home, but connect you uh, to the right place for you, and that is a Ramsey Trusted Real Estate Agent. They're local experts who go above and beyond to serve you, and you can trust them to guide you. If you want to connect with Ramsey Trusted Agents all over the country who are ready to help you buy, sell, and hit the ground running in your new home, you can find them in your area by going to ramseysolutions.com slash local agents. That's ramseysolutions.com slash local agents. Yeah. You want to know what I loved about my Ramsey I would like agent? to know. I I'm going to like tell you real know. quick. When we said this is the price point, that's what she showed us. Mm. She wasn't trying to get us. Uh-huh. To, I'm just, that's it. That's all I wanted to say. I like that. There was no angle. No It angle. was just serving. How is the new place? Loves it. Love yeah. it. The Warshaws are settled. Love it. Yeah. And, and, and yes, we love it. We love our house, our realtor incredible yeah. i see her on my morning runs in the morning oh that's nice that's <laughs> yeah. nice that's really really nice. great there's some yes. extra accountability you know you don't want to sell somebody a bad house and see them jogging uh, well, it's not no. a good look no it was great we yeah. got exactly right she understood when we good. said hey we're doing this this no credit you know we're doing it 25 percent like she understood all mm-hmm. of the ramsey language mm-hmm. that's what you need all right there you go folks again uh if you're new to us uh, these are men and women that we have vetted and we hold them to a high standard of service that Jade is talking about, or else mm-hmm. they're out. So again, uh, those new to this, check them out, RamseySolutions.com slash local agents. All right, David is waiting for us in St. Louis, Missouri. David, how can we help? 
Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call today. You bet. Um, my wife and I should finish our fully funded emergency fund just at the beginning of this next month. And we've been saving that just in the traditional savings account with the quarter of a percent interest. Mm-hmm. And I know that a lot of people use the um, high yield savings accounts online with like Betterment and Marcus and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I just wondered if that's something we should consider because I'm not sure how I feel about having it with that extra degree of separation where there's not a bank I can walk into. I actually, what you're seeing as a con, I see as a pro. Um, Obviously, you're getting a higher interest rate when you're going with some of these high yield um, savings accounts. I use Ally. Um, There's a lot out there. Marcus, there's Betterment, yes. Um, And I actually like the fact, and I actually suggest the fact that you make your savings account at a separate institution and that you make the three to six months money a little more difficult to get to. I mean, obviously you're not investing that money. You want it to be, you want to be able to get to it liquid, but with those accounts, yeah, it's like you have to transfer it over to your bank and that might take a day, which is not a bad thing because it gives you, That's right. it makes you think through, do I really need to pull this money out of my emergency fund? Mm-hmm. And I actually think that that is a great degree of protection, um, especially depending on your temperament. If you're the type of person who really struggles with keeping your money separate and not touching it, it's good. And for some po- folks, I'm like, hey, don't even get the debit card. Like some of those savings accounts, they're like, and we'll send you a debit card. I'm like, why do you need a debit card on your savings account? You need to just, when it's time, if it's time, transfer just what you need into your account and you're good to go. That's my that's my take on it, Ken. Well, I agree with you. That's what Stacy and I have. So our emergency fund is in a high yield account that is takes 24 hours. You can get it. And by the way, any emergency, it can wait 24 hours. You're not right. going to be up a creek without a paddle. Yeah, you'll so be fine. So you're fine. And uh, you're exactly right. And we do that because we just... And by the way, we try to cash flow small emergencies. Yes. I right. Let me tell you something. When you fully get into this plan mm-hmm. and you really embrace baby step three... You don't want to touch that money. And you work your butt off for that... When you have to dip into that, I get cranky. I had to get on myself recently because, uh, you know, I got teenagers and that means cars. Oh. And, you know, a couple thousand dollars. I'm sitting there looking at and I was like, I had to get on myself. You know why? Because I was moping around the house. You're getting in a cranky. Yeah. About pulling money out of my emergency fund. And I should have been like, thank you, Lord, for my emergency fund. But I was so cranky (laughs) about having to dip into it. They were like, Ken, you got money. You need to chill. I know. I was like, I like to leave it over there. (laughs) I like to look at it and go, oh, there it is. So, David, do you you see what what we're do you see what we're saying here, David? I do. I do. Um, I kind of have a piggyback question off that real quick. Okay, we can mind. do that. Yeah, we got a strong now, back. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, in our primary checking account, I usually like to keep $10,000 in there to be always be able to start off the month with that. Am I doing overkill with that or yes. should that just be with the emergency fund too? I mean, how much? what's your income? Um, well, this last year was 115, yes. but this next year it'll be a little less because my wife's finishing her graduate degree. Yes, it's I overkill. Mean, David, it's overkill. I, I applaud your discipline, but man, you're too scared. Yeah. You, you need to. <laughs> you don't need to start off with 10 grand every month. You get, okay. Do you have any debt? Let's go back. No. Let's go. Okay. So there's no debt. Here, you need three to six months 
And honestly, depending on your situation, and this is for anybody listening, we say all the time, three to six months of emergency. Well, Jade, Ken, how do I know if it's three months or six months? It's really dependent on a couple of uh criteria that you can look at. How stable is your income? If you're married, are both of you working? Do you have stable jobs? If so, three months is good. Do you have good health? Are you in and out of the hospital a lot? Maybe that's something you need six months because you're doing deductibles and things like that. If you're single and it's just one income, maybe you want six months because it only takes one thing to knock out your paycheck. These are the things that we're thinking of. So for you, figure out what's best three to six months and that's it. Put it in a high yield, Put it off to the side and then you're in baby step 3B if you're trying to buy a house. And after that, you're investing. Take that 10K, you better put that in an investment account and let it work for you instead of losing (laughs) money sitting in a checking account due to inflation. (laughs) You're just losing money on that 10K. Does that make sense to you? It it does. I just like having that accessible for just for our regular budgetary expenses. Well, what it'll, if if you're not careful, what it'll cause you to do is not stick to the budget. Because you'll go, oh, we've got this 10K sitting here, so we don't really have... It's almost like, uh, and I use this lightly, but it's almost like you could apply the credit card mentality because you've just got this net of money sitting there, just like a credit card would. You go, well, I don't really have to stick to my budget because there's just money sitting here. David, do you ever use it for that? In other words, Um, how often do you find yourself dipping into that 10K cushion because your budget's off? Very rarely, dude. You're so tight, you squeak. <laughs> yeah. You don't, you don't even use it, man. And listen, I'm, I'm not making fun of you. I'm like, dude, I had a feeling that you're he's right, so Ken. disciplined that he's never touched it. I can I just tell you something? I think it's a healthy dose of fear. And what I mean by healthy dose is you're responsible because of that fear. But to Jade's point, it's actually limiting you. And I think you need to let go, man. You got the white knuckles out. You need to let go, man, and use that 10 grand better. You feel me? Now, I do love a cushion. I do love a cushion, but, but that's too much 10K. of a cushion. Yeah, that's too much. He needs Woo! to chop that down by 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 yeah. 90%. <laughs> yeah. I think you need to take about $60 of that and go get your mall massage. He's a loose Not up. in the mall, Ken. Come on, those guys do a great job. They really do. Don't so look you're down the, at it. you're Don't the one who I pass it. by in the mall getting I a massage. Got no shame. Face down, drooling on the floor. Mall massage. There you go. Fantastic. This is who he is, America. That's a fact, folks. You'll thank me for it later. She's Jade <laughs> Warshaw. I'm Kid Coleman. This is the Ramsey Show. What's up, guys? It's Jade. If you love the show and want a deeper dive on your money journey, we have a weekly newsletter that gives you trending and helpful articles and tips on following the Ramsey way. Just go to RamseySolutions.com today to sign up for our newsletter. Again, that's RamseySolutions.com to sign up for our weekly newsletter.